So I'm old enough that I grew up in a time when kids played all over the neighborhood in kid packs, right? As soon as we finished our homework and chores after school, we were out the door to join the pack, riding bikes, climbing trees, playing Barbies, fishing for crawdads, or whatever else the pack was doing that day. On summer evenings, we'd be out after supper. But the rule was you came running when you were called. Each child in our neighborhood learned to recognize the call that singled it was time for him or her to leave the fireflies and frogs and lizards and cicadas to go in and get ready for bed. The rest of the group might never hear it, but our ears pricked up with the familiar sound of our mother's voice calling our name. Glenda! Crystal! And if we didn't show ourselves quickly enough, we'd hear it again, only this time with middle names added. Right? You know. <laughs> we knew the voice of the one who cared for us and loved us and kept us safe, just as did every kid in our neighborhood pack. And so we responded by making our way back to the shelter of our home. Our scripture reading this morning paints a similar kind of picture, although it's not a mother and her children, but instead a shepherd and his flock. Now, I admittedly don't know a lot about sheep, although I've had one named after me once. But from what I've read, the relationship between a shepherd and his flock during ancient times was actually a very close one. Sheep knew the voice of the shepherd and trusted the shepherd for their well-being. Likewise, each lamb and sheep was important to the shepherd. He knew each one by name, each one mattered, and the shepherd was concerned about each one's safety and well-being. In this rather confusing passage, Jesus likens himself to a shepherd. In fact, if we read just one verse further in John's gospel, we find him declaring that he is the good shepherd. But here it's implied. This shepherd Jesus is the rightful shepherd of God's lambs. Unlike thieves and bandits who approach God's little ones in dishonest, harmful ways, Jesus enters the sheepfold through the gate. In fact, he emphatically states that he is the gate for the sheep. Apparently, in Jesus' world, the shepherd would often serve as a gate for the sheepfold. The sheep would be rounded up and led into a walled shelter or a cave, and the shepherd would then lie across the opening, sleeping there to protect the flock from straying and to keep wolves or other animals from attacking the slumbering innocents. It was his job to ensure their safety and to keep them alive. And so Jesus is likened unto a shepherd and we to sheep. At first, I kind of bristled at the idea because although we have romanticized and sanitized sheep, I do know enough to know that sheep really aren't very bright animals. They aren't very independent thinkers. They pretty much follow the one who they come to believe will help them live well. I'm not a sheep, I want to proclaim. I'm my own person. I'm more of a leader than a follower. I'm much my own drummer. I'm not one to listen much to what others say. Or am I? John writes, the sheep follow him because they know his voice. And so the question is, whose voice do I know? Are there shepherds' voices I follow? Shepherds who are not the good shepherd? Is that thief of greed or pride or arrogance calling to me and I go scampering after 
Is that bandit social climbing or workaholism or some other addiction beckoning to me to follow, leading me away from abundant life into some poor substitute that I've not yet realized is anything but life-giving? Is the voice I'm following actually robbing me of all that God intends for me to enjoy? Is that voice leading me so far from the right path, so far from the voice of the Good Shepherd, that I can no longer tell which way leads to love and grace and peace? No. Scripture assures us that we cannot travel far enough to be beyond the reach of God's love and mercy. The Good Shepherd's voice is always calling to us. We simply need to learn to hear Jesus' voice. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of strangers. We may need to train ourselves to tune in to Christ's voice and to turn a deaf ear to the others. For it is that voice and it is that shepherd that will lead us into fullness of life. And fullness of life involves balance. At times, the shepherd gathers the flock together to rest and refresh. So too should it be with us. In some ways, I think Sunday worship is meant to be that for us. The good shepherd calls and we come together to rest in each other's company, to enjoy the gifts others share with us, their songs, their smiles, their kind words, their keen insights. We drink in the words of the songs, We feast on the rich sights and sounds of Holy Scripture. We simply sit knowing that we are in the presence of God and of Christ and of the Holy Spirit. And because we are, we are made better. As one writer put it, there is a time for being close together. The flock gathered tightly together may be warm and cozy. The fold may offer good protection when the storms are fierce or when winter snow sets in. There are dark times when we need to be hand-fed, right? There are times when the wolves are on the prowl and the flocks need to be gathered tightly together around their shepherd, or when we are bruised and injured and need the loving warmth of the flock. But the safe huddle of the flock should not be the place where we perpetually hide from the larger world. Sheep cannot live full lives just within the sheepfold. As much as they need their time there, they must go out to find pasture and to enjoy abundant life. The shepherd calls his sheep by name and leads them out, and he goes ahead of them. It's hard for me to imagine, but the good shepherd, the good shepherd knows every one of the six billion plus lambs of God and calls to each and every one of us by name. Being called by name is an intimate thing. In fact, in ancient times, to know someone's name was to have power in their life, to understand the very essence of who they were. That's why when Moses asked God's name, God simply replied, I am who I am, or I will be who I will be. Because he couldn't fully know God, he couldn't know God's name. Christ calls us by name. And those who have learned to hear his voice are led out into life, the shepherd going ahead of us. Christ doesn't send us into dark, scary places in life alone. He always goes before us. We don't face treacherous paths on our own. He leads us. And when we need someone to rejoice, to celebrate with us, 
Christ is there. He calls us to jump into fullness of life and to experience it totally. You know, I remember my mother and my father calling us home, but I also remember her urging us on. I can hear her laughing with me over my accomplishments and comforting me through disappointments. So like a mother, a father, the shepherd has lived all that we face and then some. He experienced life, its ups and downs, even ridicule and torture and death on a cross. But he also know, knew life lived with God as constant companion, the sweet intimacy that is God's gift to us. So Christ goes before us, showing us the way, picking us up when we fall, holding our hand when we are lonely, whispering comforting words when we are afraid. Christ laughs with us when we are suddenly delighted by the beautiful butterfly flitting around our face. And Christ weeps with us when we hold the hand of a dying loved one. Christ worries along with us as we wonder how the bills will be paid. And Christ celebrates with us when by God's grace they are. The shepherd is there with us in the dry valleys and in the greenest pastures and everywhere in between. He calls us and he leads us. He calls us to be hands and feet, his hands and feet. He calls us to serve others, to tend his sheep. He calls us to work for justice and to show compassion. We are to visit those in prison, feed those who are hungry, nurse those who hurt. We are to stand up for those who cannot stand up for themselves. We are to join our lives with all those God loves, even if they are very different from us. The Good Shepherd calls us to protect creation, to love the unlovely, to care for the widows and the orphans. We are to turn the other cheek, to offer our coat, and to mourn with those who are mourning. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. That's the Good Shepherd's gift to us, and he leads us forth to share the gift of abundant life. The Good Shepherd calls us even today. Do you recognize the voice Thanks be to God, amen.